Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Good morning. God bless every one of you. I want you to know something right up front of this message, that this is a difficult message. I've struggled and struggled over this message. I have not even been able to memorize it. I have notes, so you are in trouble. Love. Love is what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about the love of God this morning, the way God loves you. And then as an aside, because we're told so, how you love others around you. This is serious. Love is serious. The love of God is a serious matter. The way we love one another is serious, and we need to work at it with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The way we love God. For God has loved us, and God is love. It's the most powerful thing in the universe. Read with me. I'm in 1 John 4, verse 7 through 12. It's 1902, page 1902 in your pew Bible. Be attentive to, listen to, and take in the Word of God. The Apostle John, who was the Apostle that Jesus loved and is the Apostle that Jesus loved, says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. What is the love of God? How can we understand it? We can't. That's one of the things we've got to get into our minds right away, is that we can't understand the breadth and the depth and the power and the majesty of the love of God. But there's one thing we can do, and that is we can accept it. And that's a problem for us because we know us. I know me. I know where I fail. I know where I sin. I stand before you wicked and unclean. 
except in the eyes of God. You see, there's two, two perspectives that we've got to understand about this life and this relationship we have with God. One is from our perspective. This one is sometimes easier because we know who we are and we know our failings. Some have trouble with this. Some are proud and some are arrogant and they don't see it this way. But this is the way it is from our perspective, from the perspective of the person, not God, the person. That is that we are sinful and lost. We are lost and there is nothing we can do about it. We can't change much about ourselves. We are unworthy and we do not deserve the love of God. And that is the truth. Brothers and sisters, I love you. I love you in the Lord. I mean that. That's why this message is hard for me because I need for you to understand that that is the perspective at which you are to see yourself in your condition as a fallen human being. Then, thanks be unto the Lord, there's the perspective from God's point of view. God loves you. God loves you just the way you are. And he doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see it. We see it, so we beat ourselves down sometimes, and we tell ourselves we're unworthy, and that's too far in the perspective of mankind, because we are to be lifted up, joyous and happy and glad and grateful for the love of God that does not see our sin. He does not see us the way that the devil tells us and him that we are. He doesn't look. Why? Well, because of what Jesus did. Because of his son. The son he sent into the world. The son he sent to save us, to be an atoning sacrifice. Because of that work, God does not see your sin. And so we can feel good and glad and proud of God, not proud of ourselves, but proud of God in his love and his desire for us. The love of God is like this. It's a strong desire, a strong desire for and to be with us. I try to find something in my own life as an example and I guess, I guess the strongest love I have is for my wife and my children. And I remember when I met Linda, I fell in love with her right away. And I had this strong urge and desire to be with her. Do you remember how that was, you who have been married for a while? And do you know how it is with your children? You would do anything. You would die and we've got children that are separated from us. One, the closest one, is in San Jose, and the other one is in Virginia. 
And we have a strong desire to be with them, to have them be with us. Think about that. God has that for you, only his desire is greater, greater by far. He desires you. He thinks about you all day long. He sees you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and you're good to him in his sight. From his perspective, he loves everything about you. Yes, he hates sin, but he loves you. He loves the sinner. We can't get over that somehow. I want you to understand that you are loved more than you can explain or feel or or. Come up with words for That's why it's tough for me. There are not words for me to explain to you. Only the Holy Spirit, and I've been praying all day, all yesterday, I've been praying that the Holy Spirit will open your heart and mind so that you can see and accept how much you are loved. God's love has a strong God is never desperate. You understand that about God? But that's a thing we can understand. And it approximates the strength of God's desire and feeling for us. We can have desperate desire to do good for someone, like our children, our parents, our spouses. God has that strong, determined desire. It is on his mind to do good for you every day, all day long, until he returns again and takes us to live with him forever and ever in heaven. And how sweet. Maybe then, maybe then he will allow us, maybe we will have the right configuration that we will understand the love of God. But we can act like it right now. We can accept it and accept ourselves the way we are because we are valuable to God. God has a strong desire and a strong determination to provide for us all that you have. All that you have all that you have had and all that you will have is all provided by God for you. doesn't matter whether it's much or little. Remember, from our perspective, we don't deserve it anyway. Oh, my word. Lord God, forgive those who believe that they've gotten what they deserve who believe it's by the work of their hands that they've gotten what they've got, you're you're going to be ashamed in the end. God provides for you out of strong love. You have what you are meant to have, and you will have what you are meant to have. God has a strong desire and a strong determination to defend you. You have an enemy. You have a a terrible enemy who hates you. 
And it is wrong to think that the devil hates you as much as God loves you. The devil has no such power. The devil has no such capability. He's just full of hate. And he tells the Father every day about how bad you are, but Jesus stands in the midst. He and the Father discuss you. I don't know how that all works out. I don't know what they're doing, uh, hanging around the throne, whether the Father's on the throne and Jesus is kind of on the arm of the throne and they're talking things over. I don't know how that works out, but I know what happens. The devil accuses you, and remember, from our perspective, he's right. That's why it hurts so bad. But Jesus says, I don't, don't pay attention to that. I love them, you love them, the Spirit's in them, they're ours, doesn't matter. I paid for that sin. God defends you because of his love for you. God heals you. He heals us. This is a fallen world. There is all kinds of trouble in this world. He heals us according to his will. Sometimes it's right away, sometimes it takes a while, and sometimes it doesn't seem to happen to us from our perspective. But in the end, we get to live forever and ever in a body that never fails, never hurts, never grows old, never is troubled in any way. From that perspective, from God's perspective, his love heals you every single one of us every single time in the end. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, for being our healer. God has a strong desire, strong desire and strong determination to teach us. That's why he gave us the Bible, those Bibles in front of you. Those are beautiful things. God, through his Holy Spirit, can teach us how we are to love and that we are to love one another. And he can lift us up with knowledge so that we can share the good news so that all those that are called according to the will of the Father will turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And we get to be part of that. How special is that? Oh, again, I'm, I'm worried. Forgive me, but I'm worried for those that are not sharing the good news because they're going to be so disappointed. In the end, they're, they're going to see how many opportunities there were. And They didn't do it out of fear or for whatever. It's not my thing. Well, it is God's thing to love you and to teach you the gospel for the reason, for the very purpose that you will share it. Nobody, absolutely nobody, is called to be a Christian under themselves. In this world, we have work to do. God 
has a strong desire and a strong determination to comfort you, to hold you close. Jesus, as he was at the brow of the mount looking over Jerusalem, and he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how many times, how many times would I have taken you in like a mother bird sheltering with the wing where it's warm and secure. This is what God wants to do for you. And therein, we sometimes stick out our arm as though we were an end in football and we reject the comforting that God would give us. But he loves you. And he wants to comfort you in all ways. He knows this life is tough on us. He knows it. He lived it. Jesus was accosted in every way as we are. He was tempted in every way. He was beaten up like we sometimes are beaten up. He was mistreated wrongly. People do wrong things to us all the time. There's the crux. What are you going to do? Are you going to... Forgive and comfort them? Or are you going to stick out your hand like a wide receiver? That wouldn't come to me before. God wants to guide you. God has a strong desire to guide you in the way in which you should go. The way that glorifies him. We can glorify God. We can His love, his love can bounce off of us to others, and that glorifies God. It raises his name as we raise his name. Oh, dear ones, the greatest commandment. Some asked Jesus for the greatest commandment. In Matthew 22, he said, this is the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Do you, do you have these things? They're not feelings. Feelings is what comes to you when you do these things I've just been talking about. Provide, defend, heal, teach, comfort, and guide. Do you do those for the love of God? What that generates is wonderful, warm feelings that are a validation for you. And if you don't have those wonderful, warm feelings and love for God that passes all understanding, then you won't get that validation. You'll wonder what this is all about. You'll you'll wonder, well, where in the world is that abundant life? Well, it's here in the love of God. It is for you. It is yours to have. Then how do we love one another? 1 Corinthians 13 says, be patient. Are you patient? I have to work on that one. I'm not patient. I want what I want. I want to butt in. 
I want to control. But God doesn't do those things for us. He's patient. We call it long-suffering. We need to be long-suffering with others. Kind. Are you kind? Are you kind everywhere? Are you just kind to those you love? Or are you kind all day long? That's like God. Kindness does not envy. Paul says elsewhere, be content with what you've got. He says, I've had much and I've had little, and it doesn't make that much difference to me because I am saved. I have the love of God. Do not boast. You remember, the very first thing is you don't have what you have because of you. You have it because of God. Therefore, where is the boasting? There is one way we can boast. There is a boasting, a pride in God. That is allowed. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-serving. It isn't all about you. It is all about Jesus. Love. Love is all about our Savior, and our, our Father God in Holy Spirit. It's not easily angered. That's one a lot of us, a lot of us need to work at. I don't mean downright throw down to fight and all that. I just mean that irritation that comes when somebody just doesn't do something just quite right or you're involved in one thing and they want you to do another one, that irritation, that's not of God. That's not loving that other person. That's loving yourself. That's thinking all things, you know, should be pointing to you. Keeps no records of wrongs. Oh boy, we might all need to work on that. God does not keep a record of our longs if we're in Jesus. If you're not in Jesus, there is a record. You don't love Jesus with all your heart, soul, and mind. There's a record of what you've done wrong, and it is full and complete, and it will be against you in the end of time. But not if you're in Jesus. Not if you're a Christian, doesn't count. Neither should those who have done us wrong personally count either. What does it matter? What does it matter to you if you lose something in this this world? What does that matter in the big picture when we stand in heaven with all of its amenities? Rejoices in truth. Love rejoices in truth. So be truthful. It protects. It trusts. Trust in Jesus. It hopes. Hope eternal. All our hope is put upon the Lord. And it perseveres. Keep at it. Keep at it. You may fall, you may fail, but does it matter if you persevere in the Lord? Stay faithful, trusting, loving one another and the Lord. 
Well, that's about all I came up with. It's all about God. For God is love. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for loving us. We work on and desire ourselves, and I hope that we can all desire strongly, be desperate to love you back in the way that you want. We lay it before you, Heavenly Father. We lay ourselves before you. Thanks for forgiving us in Jesus. Thanks for providing for us. Thanks, Heavenly Father, for forgiving us in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.